We've got the latest WASD report, the new numbers from the Ag Census, and so much more on today's episode of the Arkansas AgCast, which starts right now. You're listening to the Arkansas AgCast, where we discuss the latest news, trends, and issues impacting Arkansas farmers and ranchers. Our show is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation and hosted by Jason Brown and John Nickman. Good Thursday afternoon, gents. Welcome to the basement. Yeah, it's a... That's where we hang out. (laughs) This cold dungeon. At least it doesn't belong to our parents, I guess. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We got that going for us. It doesn't have that musty smell. (laughs) That's right. Uh, you can tell the temperature is slowly dropping down here, though. Mm-hmm. The warmer it gets outside, the colder it gets in the meat locker. Yep. Uh, speaking of, man, how about this weather? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I, I thought it was going to be cloudy all day, and then right before I came down, the sun started kind of peek out. Like, yeah. I brought my umbrella in this morning, but um, but the temps. I went out sat on out on the deck last night for a little bit Did you? and just kind of enjoyed the 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 warm temps and i don't know man you know we talked about groundhog day a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. and i saw one of the meteorologists here in town say actually declare him being accurate from from his purview he said he said i think the groundhog got it this time i think we are officially headed into spring (laughs) do you remember (laughs) the accuracy percentage Uh uh-uh i don't 34 percent 34 right is that right it's, it was either 34 or 39 39 so. yeah it was in it was right there what do you think is more accurate the groundhog or uh you know how they do uh john madden's uh, video game for the super bowl oh the yeah computers play each other <laughs> yeah you know which yeah. one do you think is more accurate the groundhog the, or the, the madden, tech, madden probably think so? yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah the groundhog doesn't take into statistics and <laughs> athletic ability oh now, that's funny if you're gonna start talking about that then is it scripted or not Oh, that's a that's a dark, dark, deep state rabbit hole you want to go down. Well, I will tell you, I, on more than one occasion this year, I have uh, sent a text out, and I don't pay any attention to that. Just, yeah. just I'm where you basically the comment you made, you know. Yeah. And uh, but at more on more than one occasion this year, I've sent a text that said, "Boy, that doesn't help the uh, NFL or scripted." Uh, no. You mm-hmm. know, doubters. <laughs> you know, viewership of, of the NFL had gone down quite a bit over the years. So uh-huh. I'm sure they are uh, incredibly happy with the celebrity status they have in some of their fans. Yeah. Now, so yeah, it's a yeah. It was a it was an interesting year. Uh, we all talked about. We didn't really have a preference on the Super Bowl. I will mm-hmm. say, I was probably a little surprised uh, uh, that Kansas City did win. Yeah. Um, in overtime, right? There's your, there's your mm-hmm. bait mm-hmm. for the scripted crowd, right? Uh, anyway, um, back to the weather, man. I hope y'all are planning on doing something outside this weekend. Yeah, uh, we're going to Oaklawn. We're going to the Spa City. It is a perfect horse races weekend, yeah. man. Yeah. Oh, and I was, I was in a local establishment picking up some closed the other day and uh-huh. the person behind the cash register I was, you know it was first pretty day outside and yeah what weeks and just small talk i was like sure is pretty outside today is today and he <laughs> turned around and looked at me and said every day's a pretty day 
Like, well, that's aggressive. Okay. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> that stuck with me for a few days. Uh, what did you get at the colony shop? The, the colony <laughs> shop. <laughs> nice. Nice. I was getting my clothes pressed, actually. Uh, oh, that's funny. Um, that's a great, every day's so, a pretty day. So it's kind of changed my perspective on life a little bit. <laughs> that's a perspective you can have. Small I'm, talk ended immediately after that comment. I guess so. That's funny. Uh, are y'all going to do anything? You got any plans for the weekend? They're, no. they're starting to form just yeah, a little. Yeah. You know, you guys live on an outdoor activity. I oh, mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'm sure so, we will be outdoors, but we, you know, we're just coming back off a trip. So, yeah. yeah we're going to try to figure something out. But. Yeah. We, um, we didn't have our first outing planned for another month. And when I started seeing that forecast take shape, I started, told Heather, it's like, we're going to go dig the camper out of storage yeah. And, yeah. and go enjoy some time outside. I mean, it, it looks to be a beautiful weekend, knock on wood. Mm-hmm. Uh, ride some bikes and run around, let the dog get some sunshine, yeah. <laughs> you know, the whole nine. But yeah. How was your trip, by the way? Oh, fantastic. Yeah? Yeah, it was It was great. Different, um, different than round one? It was. Okay. It was. Um, you know... It was practically the same exact trip. Yeah. Saw the same show. Saw you two at the same Uh venue. Went to the Sphere. Same songs. And uh, no, they changed it up. Yeah. Um, Somewhere in the middle and better. But Uh uh, we stayed at the same hotel and, you know, walked around the same area. But it was less crowded this time and a little bit better weather. Yeah. And, you know, a lot more relaxed for sure. Yeah. So, well, you kind of felt like you probably been there. I mean, obviously you've been there before, but like, kind of like you, you know, kind of routine, I guess. You yeah. Well, knew your way around. Knew what to do. And, yeah. And you know, we didn't waste a lot of time. We flew right in, and went directly to the show. Show and, was uh, it Sunday? It was Did better. you go Sunday? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was better seats and. Did you eat some good food. Uh, eh, I yeah, my mind. a little. Yeah. Is good food we, hard to find out there? And a little bit. Okay. It's, I feel like you got to pay for it. Well, yes. that's probably the yes. better question, right? Yeah, it, it all depends on uh, what part of the area that you're in. But mm-hmm. we had such little time there. Um, yeah. You know, but it was it was fun. We we good. enjoyed it. But uh, But, yeah, I didn't spend my whole time on my phone, like, trying to document things or anything like that i just took it in so it was good really good if if there's a song that you want to hear while you're there um would we know what that song was a casual fan yeah i think so i mean i I always want to hear where the streets have no name they always play that you know they just call it streets okay yeah um there's one of my favorites of theirs, a little lesser known, but it's it's off one of their later albums. Mm-hmm. It's called Peace on Earth. Okay. Beautiful song. Okay. They played it. Oh, really? Fantastic. Is it one of those that they don't play very often or something like that? It, it's not one that they typically play live. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, man, talk about a song that speaks to our time. Uh, yeah. Oh, was, really? And, uh, and they... He had a whole dialogue with the crowd there before doing it. It was beautiful. It was, oh, nice. it was really well done. 
Um, but yeah. And the edge sings part of it too. Oh really? So it's very okay. good. I didn't know he did very that. Good, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm, I'll go look that song up. I'd uh, like to hear it's that. A, it's a great song. Uh, but I can maybe find a performance. How long were y'all there? Just a couple of days. A couple of days. Yeah. Well, that's fun. They have a direct flight out there now? They do. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I did direct with yeah. with Southwest. A Southwest. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, that was good. All right. Well, good deal. Good deal. Um, yeah, anything else going on? Anything, anything y'all... Y'all seen? It's been kind of a busy week, honestly. I yeah. feel like. I mean, we weren't here last week. I was in D.C. Yep, but uh, you did have a good deep dive. Yeah, yeah, we with Jake. Uh, yeah, with Jake. I hope y'all enjoyed that. I keep seeing news about that. By the way, the, Our the deep cattle. Dive? The yes, uh, <laughs> the cattle inventory, the cattle numbers. Yeah. I mean, Arkansas Business reported yesterday that, um, and I apologize if I missed this in the deep dive, but the cattle inventory is the lowest it's been in seventy. 375 years yeah. over 70 years yeah what what jake has always kind of explained is that cattle inventory kind of goes into a roller coaster every it's a cattle cycle as they refer to it uh, okay and we're in a downward part of that cycle uh-huh. uh inventory is a little lower you're probably going to see a little better prices per head of cattle mm-hmm. you know uh may see an increase in beef prices at the grocery store though sure sure uh, i'm going to talk a little bit today on some of the export side of it Mm-hmm. You know, to just to to an extent, but uh, yeah, I mean, it'll come back. It always right. does. Right, 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 right. It Same. just that takes. Oh, sorry, that takes time. Yeah, you can't just you, you liquidate uh, a get bunch a cow your, to market. You liquidate liquidate a bunch of your herd because of the drought the last two years. Mm-hmm. It's, it just takes a while to. You can't just snap your finger and you know you've got a cattle pill steer ready, ready to go or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So, and like you still need to make money, right? So, mm-hmm. buying and selling is incremental. You know, f- you know, you got to you got to stagger that to some extent. Yeah, you can't just go out and buy a whole new farm or a whole yeah. new herd. Well, that's pretty cool. Or create um, it. Yeah. yeah. So go back and catch the deep dive from last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you didn't hear that, uh, John and and Jake uh, yeah. talked about if that. You enjoy listening to economists nerd out on <laughs> statistical information. <laughs> that's the risk <laughs> for you, uh, but. There is benefit there. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of ICs, uh-huh. we had a, a listener from the state of Florida. Oh, really? Yeah. Her name is Miss Michelle Williamson. So, oh, uh, shout out, Michelle. Miss Michelle, thank you. She uh, stopped me in the hotel lobby. Mm-hmm. Said, John, nice to meet you in person. <laughs> I was like, oh. oh. So where were you for uh, this? We were in uh, our D- issue advisory committee. For oh, in D.C. Yeah, American Farm Bureau in D.C. Uh-huh. And uh, I think it was the last day. She's uh, actually on AFBS food safety or organics, food safety, and direct marketing mm-hmm. uh, issue committee. Uh, and she's been on it for a while. Or the, the few, I guess, the last four years, I've been going to the meetings at least she's been yeah. on. So, so she's a farmer in Florida. Yes, yeah, she's okay. a specialty crop farmer. In okay, Florida. I think awesome. she's more fruits. Uh, but uh, you know, if I'm wrong, Miss Michelle, send me an email. And uh, package it with uh, some Florida oranges. Yeah, yeah. If you, uh, if you need our address, <laughs> I'll gladly give it to you. Oh, me. Well, that's cool. So you're in D.C. Somebody stops you in the hotel lobby and says, hey, it's great to meet yeah, you. she's like, and how's the podcast going? The podcast. I was like, oh, it's, it's great. You know? How about that? That's so, pretty fun. Yeah, thanks for listening. It's cool to know we have somebody from outside the state lines of Arkansas listening State of us. Arkansas, yeah. I believe that also came up on the uh, – they we were talking about Groundhog Day. We are talking about if there's any listeners mm-hmm. in, in Pennsylvania or, or out of state. So there you go. 
Um, just a couple of announcement type things before we get into uh, the news. Uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, the Arkansas Ag Department has opened up the Century Farms uh, application uh, for this year. Um, you probably know all about that. If you if you're interested in the topic, then you probably know that you're close or or, or you're there uh, at that at that benchmark. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're interested in applying. Uh, just know that the deadline is May 31st of this year. Okay. Um, you can go to agriculture.arkansas.gov uh, to find that application, to find the qualifications, to find other information you may need. And if the website for the Ag Department doesn't have what you need, then you can pick up the phone and call Beth Moore uh, with uh, questions. Uh, they've got her name, phone number, all that listed uh, right there on their website. Cool. So... Uh, and then ch- switching uh, gears here to uh, Farm Bureau, uh, shout out to the folks who are getting involved in the Ag Leaders Program. Uh, if you've not heard about this, it's a new uh, leadership program uh, in 2024 that we here at Arkansas Farm Bureau are putting it on. I think the full name or the the, the legal name, we'll say, is Arkansas Grassroots Leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, we call it Ag Leaders for short. Um, but yeah, this is, uh, really, I think what they're doing right now is having a series of regional kind of interest meetings, my words, um, going on. There's been a couple so far, uh, one in hot springs and one in Jonesboro. I got to go to the meeting in Jonesboro. Uh, and in those two meetings, they had uh, representatives from eight counties, I believe. Really? Uh, folks interested. So, and this is for new new leaders uh, within Farm Bureau or people who are interested in getting into Farm Bureau leadership, whether that be at the county level or otherwise, uh, can come in and sort of learn. These meetings here have been uh, really structured around uh, helping people understand uh, the Farm Bureau Federation and what we do. Yeah. So each department <clears throat> has presented uh, a bit about the work that they do mm-hmm. um, and how, how they contribute to the overall uh, well-being of the of the organization yeah. and things like that. It's it's been neat. There's uh, more meetings to come. Uh, I know there's one scheduled for Brinkley, Fort Smith, Hope, Mountain View, and Harrison. Uh, if you're interested in this, there's some information on our Facebook page. Also, Jennifer Craig um, uh, here at the state office uh, is heading all this up, so she can answer questions for you. Um, but I, it's a great opportunity to get involved, even if you just kind of want to dip your toe. The, these first meetings, I think, are are sort of to see what the program's all about and yeah. uh, see if you want to want to get in and, and stay involved. Yeah, so. I think it would be a great thing to be a part of, especially learn more about the Federation. I think sometimes people have a better uh, knowledge of the insurance company than they do us. Sure, yeah. yeah. So. yeah. Brian and I talk about that a lot. Uh, let me see. Also, shout out to Brandon and Lauren Martin, our friends uh, there in White County, for being named winners of the 2024 National Outstanding Young Farmers of the Year. Congratulations. Um, yeah, it's a cool cool program. Uh, I believe uh, the Peacocks were named uh, for uh, as winners in 2023. Yeah. So uh, Arkansans uh, winning there, the National Outstanding Young Farmers of the Year. Uh, category uh, two years in a row. Uh, so that's cool. Also, some more information about that on the Facebook page if you're interested. And then the last thing I will talk about here before we get into the news Do it. 
is uh, the internship program uh, here at Arkansas Farm Bureau is officially open. Uh, I think we have two slots here, uh, and one of those is a multi-departmental uh, internship. They work with your team, yep. uh, with uh, the government affairs team, mm-hmm. and with OMP, yep. right? Um, so you got a slot there, and then the PR department has uh, a slot open as well uh, for that. Uh, quick look at the qualifications. you got to be in, enrolled in an accredited Arkansas university or college. Uh, you need to be a junior level or higher. Have a 3.0 GPA or higher. Yeah. we. Uh, I don't know that we would have qualified. <laughs> Are you saying you're out, John? I'm just saying I, now I'm I know just, I didn't get a phone call I'm just back. saying it's a good thing he's an employee here and not looking for an internship. Uh, there's not too I many things. Here before, I wasn't the best student in college. At least there's the first not, few years. There's not too many things that we read that uh, you audibly just uh, gasp <laughs> at. Uh, so. Standards are high here, man. Yeah, that's, uh, that's it. Uh, and uh, you, you got to be pursuing a degree in ag so or an ag-related field, yeah. I should say. So I will say we've had in the past, since I've been here, we've had some really good interns, mm-hmm. uh, pretty impressive people. So Yeah, We have too. indeed fantastic interns, and uh, we've actually hired some. Yeah, so and some have gone. Uh, we've got one in Bozeman's office. You know? Was Matthew an intern? Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew was. Shaley was an intern on our team. Yep. Uh, Indeed. Yeah, Senator Bozeman on, on, on the staff of the uh, Republican uh, committee or staff for uh, the Act Two committee. or three, though, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Actually, now that I'm thinking about yeah. that, Macy, who's been on the show, mm-hmm. and, a, and a couple of others, Taylor, maybe, and, and, and another. So, anyway, yeah. A um, lot, lot of, excuse me, a lot of opportunity. Uh, and what I what I sort of say is is real work. You know, you're yeah. not going to get coffee for somebody mm-hmm. or running copies on the printer. I don't like I mean, sugar in my coffee. You're <laughs> keep that in mind. You are uh, you've got an opportunity to get some hands on experience if you join Farm Bureau for an yeah. internship. Uh, uh, I, we we've I, I think I, I think the internship program in any organization is really good because mm-hmm. that was one issue I had uh, coming out of college or grad school was that. No offense to the programs that I was in, but real mm-hmm. world experience and seeing what's out there is a getting a, a foot in the door already before you jump into that career space is a huge advantage for people. Understand if that's where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I think the hands on or a submersive sort of learning experience, whatever you want to call yeah. it, moves at like five times the pace oh, yeah. as book learning, <laughs> you know, and uh, you know. On the on the job training, you absolutely. Know. So anyway, we say we say all that to say, uh, tr- come join us, be a part of this. Absolutely. Uh, ARFB.com. Uh, look at the careers section, I believe, uh, for more information there. And yeah, we'd we'd love to to hear from you there. Not John and I. We don't make the hiring decisions there. No. But, um, but if you make it, you'll see us probably. The the collective we. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well. Let's, uh, you want to get into the news? Yeah, go for it, man. I'll let you go first. All right. Well, we'll kick off this week with a bit of data from USDA. Uh, this is the February WASDE report. Uh, that report was released while we recorded uh, our last regular show. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we took uh, the week off last week, like we said, had the deep dive. So let's circle back and play a little bit of catch up. Uh, while the January WASDE report had some big surprises, mostly centered around increases in U.S. production, 
The February report is quite uh, boring. Mm-hmm. I hate to tell you that. Don't tune out. Don't don't go away. Uh, at least that's how uh, Farm, American Farm Bureau economist Betty uh, Resnick explained yeah. it. Uh, she said, uh, or I should say, we've talked a lot about the Brazilian corn and soybean crops on this show in the past several Rightfully months. Rightfully so. Yeah. And the WASDE report addresses some changes in that crop. Mm-hmm. Um, so drought, high temps, things we've talked about. Um have been the source of much speculation uh, in that Brazilian soybean and corn crop. And the latest WASDE shows a decline of 1 million metric tons or a half a percentage point in soybeans. So yeah. Not much change, but some change there. Uh, for the corn uh, for the corn crop, the reduction was a bit larger. There was 3 million uh, metric tons there, or nearly 2.5% compared to the January report. So a little bit of downward motion uh, in Brazil there. An interesting note from Betty, though, she says Brazil is currently harvesting its soybeans and simultaneously planting its safrina uh, Mm -hmm. or or the second corn crop. Uh, I did not know this. That safrina uh, crop uh, currently accounts for 75 or 80% of its annual corn production. Really? Yep. And where this gets interesting is over 7 million acres in Brazil were replanted this year. Yeah. Um, and and she believed that, that that has the potential to eliminate uh, the possibility of planting safrina uh, on those acres. Okay. So they had to replant some soybeans that may take that ground out of production mm-hmm. on the corn side. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on there. Um, now I think the next thing we'll be looking at is that U.S. planting intentions – uh, report that will come out towards the end of March. Yeah, um, I'm interested to see that because it, I've been hearing projections of 3 million acres of uh, soybeans planted in the state. Wow. I think that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we weren't, we were we were almost to that point last year. Mm-hmm. We were at like 2.8 or 2.9. But it's kind of been the last, speaking of soybeans particularly, is last three or four years it's kind of been hovering around that line higher or a little lower. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see. Well, I think uh, your next story may have a little bit of an impact on what those yeah, uh, acres yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Dicamba is back in the news. Okay. Uh, and, you know, if I, if we'd have been here yes, last week, I, I would have reported on this. So sorry if we're a little late here. But <laughs> sure. uh, uh, as I reported, a federal judge in Arizona vacated the 2020 registrations of Dicamba. This in, to- this in turn no longer allowed farmers to use Dicamba over the top. Uh, on uh, or over the top applications for soybeans and cotton. So, given the timing of the ruling and planting season fast approaching, this was a concern to many producers who had already purchased the chemical as well as uh, those dicamba tolerant seeds. Mm-hmm. So, there's a little bit of a financial risk here for a lot of producers, a lot of companies selling those products. So, with that in mind, on February 14th, the EPA issued uh, quote unquote an existing stocks order. Uh, for dicamba products previously registered over-the-top use on dicamba-tolerant cotton and soybeans specifically. This order authorizes the limited sale and distribution of products that are already in possession of growers or in the channels of trade and outside of the control of the chemical companies as of February 6th. Okay. So if it's after that point, you can't purchase or use it, you know, if you don't already have it or have it coming into the farm. Coming in, inbound. Yeah. EPA acknowledged that this order would help growers who already possess or already purchased over-the-top dicamba and dicamba-tolerant seed can use the product as planned for the 2024 growing season. The EPA also noted the importance of these products being applied according to the label 
to reduce off-site movement and protect human health as well as the environment. Uh, it will be interesting uh, for me particularly to see what happens with ICAM before next year. You know, this is a similar situation that happened three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the use of the chemical continued to proceed. But yeah, could this be the last time we see it used in row crop production? I don't know, but you yeah, know, sure. we'll see. As always, uh, we'll continue to keep an eye on the situation and report back if anything changes. Uh, we probably probably won't hear anything until after planting season, maybe. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Or, the, again, they'll wait until right before next year's planting season. Yeah. Because that's what they've, they've done twice now. Yeah, twice, yeah. Um, well, at least the at least the EPA had stepped in, I guess. Yeah, um, there was... And kind of... Because, you know, we go back to that point. Planning decisions have been made. Yeah. I mean, that's that's enormous. You can't go back. Yeah. Or uh, if you do, it's... Uh, I should say financially, you can't go back. It's not feasible. Yeah. But uh, I should also say that Brandy Carroll put out a good Ag Insider on this. It should be on our oh, website. Right. Yep. If not, most of you probably received it by email. Uh, she's got a little bit more detail. Uh, and in that article, she explains that Arkansas Farm Bureau, also with a bunch of other ag associations, uh, wrote a letter to EPA kind of pushing for this Asking move. for this, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that that's out there. And uh, like I said, we'll keep on going on. But let's take a short break and hear a bit about what a Farm Bureau membership can do in your community. All right. Your Arkansas Farm Bureau membership supports the work we do on behalf of Arkansas farmers, ranchers, and communities around the state. A $40 annual Farm Bureau membership makes a difference in your neighborhood. From youth leadership programs and academic scholarships to hunger relief and disaster support, you can make a difference and be a champion for your community. Join at ARFB.com. Next up, we'll share some news from Christina LaRue at the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Uh, Christina has recapped the results of the latest ag census from USDA. Uh, Looking at the census data for Arkansas, the state is seeing decreasing number of farms, a decreasing number of farms, Mm. sorry, Uh, but our production is up and we've seen an increase in the use of renewable energy and internet access on farms across the state. Uh, The reduction in number of farms carries through on the national level and has been on the decline since 2017. Uh, Christina reports via USDA that the number of acres in U.S. farmland has also decreased over the last census. Mm -hmm. She quotes USDA uh, Secretary Tom Vilsack as saying, I'm concerned about the state of agriculture and food production in this country, end quote. Uh, Secretary Vilsack also noted that the survey showed most U.S. farmers require off-farm income in order to keep their farms working. Uh, Turning our attention back to Arkansas, a data point that is likely not news to those farmers who listen to this show, uh, while the number of farms in the state uh, remains in decline, the size of the farms that do exist continues to go up. Christina reports that there were 38,000 farm operations in Arkansas in 2022, which is down 11% from 2017. The number of farms in Arkansas has steadily decreased in every census since 2007. Yep. Uh, in turn, the average farm size went up 11% to 363 acres on 13.7 million acres of farmland across the state in 2022. The average farm size in Arkansas has steadily increased in every census uh, since 2007. 
So fewer farms, uh, yet larger farms. Yep. Uh, an interesting note from the census, we saw a rise in the new and beginning farmers population in Arkansas. That's good news. Producers with 10 years of or less of farming experience qualify for this mark. So an increase there. Uh, fam- fam- finally, family-owned farms uh, accounted for 80 86% of all Arkansas farms and operated... Uh, Fifty-eight percent of land in farms in our in 2022, uh, which has decreased around ten percent since 2017. Mm. Uh, I should note the census is conducted every five years. So if you wonder why we keep saying 2022, uh, that's when the last census uh, data was collected. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot more in this report, including uh, a lot of financial data for Arkansas and the U.S. Um, we'll stop here for today, uh, but you can certainly find uh, the full report on USDA's website. Yeah, those are interesting numbers, to say the least. And I think that's one thing I've always I've been harping on for a while is mm-hmm. the number of farmers are going down. Census proved that again. Mm-hmm. Our farm number of farm or number of farms are going down. Like I said, the size of the farm is going up. Mm-hmm. You know, and that just tells you that these smaller farms are getting you know bought up by bigger individuals. Concentration, yeah, yeah, and. I mean, see that in my home county is, you know, we, the average size of a farm growing up, maybe a thousand acres. Mm-hmm. Now it's mm-hmm. three, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, uh, it's kind of tough to see, but also the age of a farmer is going up. I think it was 58, the average age of a farmer now, and last year it was 57. Yeah. So, but I, I'm pretty optimistic, you know, that what she said there about uh, new and beginning farmers, that number increasing. Uh, and, you know, that I, I as a specialty crop, enthusiast yeah i've always thought that that was a uh, a really good area for new and beginning farmers to get into Mm -hmm. it doesn't take a whole lot of capital comparatively to Mm -hmm. other style operations we talked about that i think with um gary madison yeah 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 and that interview yeah we did i was on the phone with jason brown which sounds funny but the jason brown who spoke at convention mm -hmm. this morning and they're getting into sheep yeah, and he, he he talked. That's what I was kind of telling him. But one of their reasons is because the the barriers lower mm-hmm. for entry than cattle. Than expanding on cattle, they they grow quicker. Yeah, like we were talking about you with the cattle on, inventory on an acre than you can. Yeah, cattle. and that's another. You know, if you specialty crop, you know, you mentioned specialty crop as being sort of a, a maybe a, a, a better place to enter. Yeah, that that farming market. Um, and that's a good one too, especially if you're interested in the more of the livestock or animal side. Yeah. So it's yeah, just absolutely. interesting that topic came up just before we came down here. So. Yeah. Well, I got one more story. Okay. So I feel I feel like we ha- don't talk about the pork industry enough. You know, that's a good point. And I ran across this article yesterday, and I was yeah. like, "Boom! Let's talk about this. Let's do pork. it. All right. All right. So this one comes out of uh, Agri Pulse, specifically about U.S. pork exports. Ah. Okay. Uh, and this is some good news. You know, I like giving good news. Heck yeah, man. But according to USDA's Economic Research Service, or ERS, Mm -hmm. U.S. pork exports are projected to surpass that of the king U.S. poultry. Wow. Can you believe that? No. So they're they're projected to uh, surpass U.S. poultry exports by 2028 and will continue to grow at a fast pace through 2033. Oh, that's interesting. ERS claims efficiency gains in U.S. hog production and pork processing are expected to continue to enhance the sector's international competitiveness. In addition, European Union, or the EU, policies are expected to reduce growth of that region's pork exports, and the U.S. 
is projected to surpass the EU as the world's leading pork exporter in 2025. Oh, wow. So just a year from now. Mm -hmm. However, the poultry trade is projected to continue setting records throughout ERS's forecast period and could, could surpass 8 billion pounds by 2033. Wow. So even though the pork is projected to surpass it, chicken's still going up. Mm -hmm. you know? they're, mm -hmm. they're not declining by any. Unfortunately, though, given the current downturn in the cattle cycle, beef exports could drop below the eight-year low projected in 2024. ERS expects a 5% decline in uh, beef trade in 2025 before a gradual increase through 2031 as supplies to begin to rebound, kind of like what sense. I was saying earlier, yeah. the cycle. Yeah. And they're kind of seeing this cycle to come back in the next, to, to turn back up in the next five years. Interesting. Okay. Uh, that's just kind of what I cherry-picked out of there. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. As a uh, for product availability here at home, uh, increases in exports aren't expected to make an impact at all. So, really? yeah, you won't see much of a difference in supplies here at home. Beef, poultry, import production are all expected to increase faster than exports. And ERS also projects per capita meat consumption in the U.S. to be higher in 2033 compared to this year. Now, that is interesting. To yeah. Me. So, uh, Production is what it is, but they still see demand to continue to increase. Yeah, in uh, uh, in meat products. The two things in here that came up at the A State Agri Business Conference is Prop Twelve. Yeah, and, and and still seeing some potential for some decisions and and implications coming out of Prop Twelve, especially yeah. around pork production mm -hmm. here. Um, but also. Uh, the the lab grown meats uh, market and sort of a prediction that one of the speakers had there about that that not or not a prediction but an observation that that is not going <laughs> maybe as some folks no. thought it would uh -uh. Um, and I think this would reflect that yeah. uh, you know seeing a, a meat consumption growth in twenty thirty three versus now in ten years you know. Yeah, uh, so. I mean, I'm biased, right? I'm going to eat meat, so and I, yeah. yeah, I would agree with you. I, I never, not that I never, but trying to see, uh, let's call it uh, imitation meat products mm -hmm. getting off the ground. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're still out there; people consume them. Sure, but, sure, sure. Uh, they're also expensive to to manufacture to, and produce. Yeah, and yeah. If you're which means about it's a, processed foods. That's exactly what that is. So. Yeah, yeah. That's Anyways, that's a that's another rabbit hole. Here we go on our soapbox. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> Listen to John Rant. Oh me. Well that's 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 it for us. How about you? Really? You're all wrapped up now. <clears throat> These stories were actually shorter we, than I usually they were. We cut we trimmed I mean, it back a tad. Yeah. Yeah. Well how about that? That's good. <laughs> so I guess you guys are ready to play Stop the host. Yes, we are. I look forward to it every week. <laughs> as soon as this ends, uh, immediately. I can't wait till next week. Uh, you just want me to say it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe I, one of these times I'm going to read the questions to you like that. So I just had an idea. Maybe Brian could record your outgoing voicemail. Oh, yeah? In that voice. <laughs> in that voice. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think You're that's the thing that we there. should do. We're, we're gonna yeah. have some fun. <laughs> I like it. <clears throat> All right. All right. Uh, I've taken it easy on you guys for a little while. Mm. So oh, I, I thought I've, you were gonna say you say that before. <clears throat> no, He's saying he has in the past. Oh, that's over. I think uh, is his point. I should have listened. To what that. I'm trying to tell <laughs> you is, it's it's math o'clock. 
Oh, oh man. I specifically said it. Your don't favorite. Do this. Your favorite. I just don't math process information the, very quickly. Math the clock. Speaking of math, I've been trying to teach. We bought, I bought Marilyn a little clock for their bedroom. Mm-hmm. And little did I know that it only tells military time. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that's what I get for buying the El Cheapo version. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to teach her that, uh, you know, minus 12 gets you to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not there yet. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> Take your time. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see how you do. Yeah. All right. When my father was 31, I was eight. Okay. Now he is twice as old as me. How old am I? He, what? He's twice as... <laughs> he's twice... When as... my father was 31, I was eight. Now he's twice as old as me. How old am I? 31, I was eight. He's twice as old as me. I was 31. I was eight. He's twice as old as me. Mm. So he wasn't twice as old. He was, he was, yeah, he wasn't twice as old when he was eight. Yeah. So two. I feel like this is a riddle. It is a riddle. Carry the one. 10, 21, (laughs) three. He's 23. So, uh, uh, yeah, I mean. I'm guessing none of that matters if I were guessing. He's twice as old as me. I don't know. I'm, I'm 16 in the town. His dad is 16? <laughs> no, dad. I thought he was how old am I now? So you're, you're referring to the eight-year-old yeah, kid. exactly. But Man. you don't... Say, say the question again. Oh, boy. <laughs> say it. <laughs> I have a thought. When my father was 31, I was eight. Yeah. So... 31 and 8. Yeah. Now he's twice as old as me. Mm-hmm. How old am I? But you don't know how old he the kid is right now. That's the point. You're, you're half his age. <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that the answer? No. Okay. <sighs> yeah, he doesn't state how old he is. He just says when he was 31, I was 8. Yeah. So that, how yeah. can you answer the question when you... Well, we're about nothing. to feel real silly. Yeah. The Give answer is 23. So I I said twenty three is their age difference, but I didn't. Twenty three is not the well. Twenty three is the age difference, but, but the I, age. I, I, I'm not giving myself credit because I I didn't put that. <laughs> I said sixteen. I think that's pretty close. So, okay. so at age twenty three, um, the father would be forty six. Forty six. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. Okay. All right. Well, we watched that. Well, given how painful that one was, let's carry on, shall we? <laughs> um, that was painful. How many nines are there between one and a hundred? <laughs> <laughs> I told you we were going to have fun today. Yeah, buddy. Between one and a hundred? There's ten. There's ten. That's what I was going to say. Wrong. <laughs> Nine? There's twenty. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Twenty. There's 29s. Oh, the whole last set is 10. What? The 90s. Oh. There's 10 in there alone, and then there's the other 10. Yes. That's a whole different number. <laughs> yep. yep. All right. I that makes sense. How many nines? I'm using that one. Sally is 54 years old. Her mother is 80. Here we are. How many years ago was Sally's mother three times her age? <laughs> <laughs> I, 
eighty and fifty four. Yeah. So, all right. So there's twenty six. Mm-hmm. How many years ago was? How many years ago was Sally's mother three times her age? All right. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get this. <clears throat> what? Eight. How many years? Is that what you said? Correct. So, forty-six like. years ago. Very close. <sighs> Forty-one. Forty-one. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I was thinking Sally needed to be eight mm. when her mother was three times her age. I took the ACT seven times. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh. All right, I'll stop there. Just I had a really that long one. Brutal. But it was, <laughs> that was brutal. I, I figured as like, much. Let I, me out of here. I'm physically <laughs> uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> well, you know. Uh, that was pretty fun. I like a good brain stretching. Well, I do too. I just don't like I mean, doing it in public. The sphere <laughs> inspired me. It's a mathematical wonder. There's so much yeah. going on. I mean, I did record some stuff. I was recording all the technical stuff that was going on because it yeah. was right below me and it was just... You know, all the things I do, I was just blown away by That's what I was going to say. I don't know how, you know. phenomenal. I'm I'm a musician, and when I go watch a band, I've tried to explain this to my wife and my friends. Like, I I see a band differently. I'm, especially the drummer, I'm looking at that drummer very differently than, than, than I almost don't even see the whole show sometimes. Mm -hmm. As a, as a producer, event producer, I hope that's the right terminology. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know how you go and enjoy yourself. <laughs> at that for, at that show, you know, it's uh, it's got to be sending your brain and so. Many oh, directions. I was seeing it from all different levels, yeah. and uh, you know, it's it was so cool. I think but, that's, I think, that's uh, so yeah. Cool. But I would agree, the sphere is probably one of those engineering marvels of, mm-hmm. would you say, our time? Oh, you know? very much. And we speaking of that, we were talking about engineering marvels like the Panama Canal. Mm-hmm. Like, have mm-hmm. you actually seen a video of what the Panama Canal looks like? And then, like the 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 elevation that picks up boats and then brings it back down the other side. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's insane. It, it is. is. So we're gonna write an article about that coming up in Ag Insider. Oh, that nice. Yeah. Huh. Shameless plug. There you go. <laughs> uh, well, awesome. Well, that was a lot for this week. Uh, mostly the end part where we uh, I got really, embarrassed. I compared the sphere to the Panama Canal. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? Oh, oh, my goodness. All right. Well, that wraps up the news for this week. Uh, thanks for following along uh, with the Arkansas AdCast. We're grateful for you taking the time to watch and listen. Remember, you can catch new episodes of the show every Thursday afternoon. Find video episodes on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, listen to audio versions wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, and make sure to subscribe and leave us a review when you have a few extra minutes. It really helps. The Arkansas AdCast is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau. I'm Jason Brown. And I'm John McMinn. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Be bopping over here, man. <laughs>